Welcome to Hot Mom Habit, the ultimate podcast for moms who want to prioritize their health and wellness while doing all the things. I'm your host, Natalie Schwartz, certified health coach, postpartum fitness instructor, and mom of three. I'm here to help you establish healthy habits and maintain a balanced lifestyle, so let's get into it. Welcome back to Hot Mom Habits. I am sitting down today with Ashley She is a homeopathic practitioner. She is a friend. She is also the founder of my favorite online non-toxic wellness shop called Back to Basics. She's also the founder of the most amazing cleaning product you'll ever need called Cleaner Than Clean. We will get into that in the episode, but this episode is jam-packed and we really cover so much stuff. She has the most incredible story, how she healed herself from being in a wheelchair barely being able to lift her head up to feed herself to completely healing herself through homeopathy. And we talk about how moms can switch out non-toxic products from their home. We get into fragrance. We get into so many things. So sit back, relax, grab a nice coffee, throw the kids in a stroller, put your earbuds in, whatever you need to do, and let's get into it. Welcome, Ashley, to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. I am so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes, of course. This is so funny because for those of you who have been with me since I was the modern mama, (laughs) which is a long time, Ashley is one of the first retail stores that carried my essential oil roller bottles, which is such a throwback. Um, So it's so fun to be able to connect in this way and now both as moms. And so we've definitely grown together. So it's been a fun journey. Yes, for sure. For sure. So I would love for you, for us to get started, for you to just share your sort of journey, like share with us how you were brought up and sort of segueing into getting sick and then coming out of that, because I think that will give us such amazing context for your incredible story of healing. Of course. Yeah. So it really goes back to, well, I mean, growing up, I I thought I was the picture of health. Like I really didn't have any health struggles. So I never really thought a lot about it. I think a lot of us are like that until you're really faced with an issue. You don't think about it too much. For so sure. Very much my story. Like I, it was always an afterthought. I never really prioritized sleep or anything else because I was like, my body's just meant to function how I want it to. <laughs> that's how <laughs> uh, we. I know when I think back to like what I thought when I was younger, I'm like, Oh God, (laughs) right. You're like, I could have been a little kinder to my body. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I was up for a really big wake up call in my early twenties. So I had just graduated college. I was on my career path to being in the entertainment industry. I was really into film. I had been acting my whole life. So I was dabbling with acting and thinking I could be a film producer. So that's, the trajectory I was on. I had just moved to LA after graduating from college. And within a month of being in LA, um, I, everything changed for me. My parents came down to visit me for my 22nd birthday. They were there for just a fun weekend down from NorCal. And, um, within the first day of them being there, we were about to go out to dinner and, uh, we never made it to dinner. We ended up in the ER instead. And it started because I had these really strange um, breathing issues and it wasn't asthma. So that when I went into the ER, they're like, yeah, that's not asthma. It's like uh, 
restricted breathing and there's not really anything we can do for it. And uh, my oxygen saturation was really low. So we're like, this is so odd. Maybe it's like the smoggy air in LA. Maybe it's this, maybe it's that. Didn't think much of it. But then by the end of the week, all these other symptoms started showing up too. And from that moment forward, it was about every three days, a new symptom would show up. And it got to the point where I was completely bedridden. This trip that my parents had come down from, my mom never left because I just kept going downhill so quickly. I, um, I, I couldn't get around after a couple weeks of falling ill. So I had to be in a wheelchair. I suffered from ataxia, which means you are, you lose muscle control spontaneously. So we couldn't actually predict when I would collapse to the ground. I could take five steps sometimes and be totally fine. Other times I'd only make it to the second step and just like a sack of potatoes hit the floor. Oh it was my God. so what were your parents thinking in this? Oh moment? gosh, they were terrified. Yeah. Especially where I had had no previous health issues. It was it just so came out of left field. We were so confused. Oh my God. Um, I, then I started getting um, chronic migraines. Then it, I started getting vertigo. My vertigo got so bad that I wasn't able to drive anymore. I couldn't even sit up to have a conversation or eat a meal without being propped up. I had to like lean against something to even feel okay enough to sit up. And it was just every few days, something new like that would pop up and it got so bad so quickly. Uh, we obviously from that first ER visit, we had just like dove right into conventional medicine. We're using all the resources we had traditionally used and everything was just a dead end. There were no answers being provided. And they didn't give you any answers. Like did, I'm assuming all of these things are happening. You're continually going back to the doctors or the hospital or something. Every couple of days, we would be back at the doctor's. Then once we weren't getting answers, we started using all the specialists and going to see a neurologist for the vertigo. And we're going to see a pulmonologist for the strange breathing issue. I mean, it's not like we were just taking a back seat. Like we were being very proactive. Yeah. Well, couldn't get any answers. Uh, the biggest issue I found with conventional medicine is that no one could diagnose me. Therefore, no one could treat me because step one is always the diagnosis. So if it's a if it's a rare disease, if it's something they haven't seen before, if they can't find what caused it, what what that um what that uh, initial diagnosis is going to be, they don't they don't have a drug to give you in response to it. So I was just going floating in the system, like going in for blood tests, MRIs, CAT scans weekly, and still no answers. So oh yeah, it, it just felt very confusing, very overwhelming. I And then you start going down the path of like trying to self-diagnose and the doctor's throwing a lot of things at you too. Could it be cancer? Could it be Hashimoto's? Could it be like... Yeah. Yeah. Like they have no freaking clue. No, absolutely. So uh, as that's all happening, after months and months of this, my aunt had heard of this homeopath who was this world-renowned homeopath. She had found out about it through her network. Um, She's very well connected in the medical community, being a doctor herself. And she said, yeah, everyone's talking about this one homeopath. She's like world-renowned. She has all these miracle cases. So what year was this when you were thinking about seeing a homeopath? Oh gosh. So this is all the way back in 2008. 
Okay. So I, that, like, just to give context to the audience, because back in 2008, like nobody was talking about that. If it were now, I feel like people are like, oh yes, like that would have been like first point of contact, like go this natural route, try this. Like back then that was sort of unheard of. So, okay. So that becomes presented to you. Exactly. So I didn't even have those resources back then. It was like conventional medicine or nothing. I didn't even know where else to turn. So we're going down this path and my, my aunt comes to me with this other option and I'm like, sure, I don't care what she does. Like, if it makes me better, I will do anything. I'm so desperate at that point. And, uh, this, what this woman was doing sounded so incredible, but the only caveat is she wasn't taking any new clients at that time. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And so my mom, who is incredibly intuitive, it's like one of her superpowers. She just felt like we were meant to connect with this woman. So she went into the mama bear mode of like, I am getting my child well, like I am getting in with this woman. And she got us a meeting with her, which we thought was a huge step. And the homeopath said, okay, well, I can't treat you, but I can give you some advice, like point you in a direction. So we go over there. My mom wheels me into her office and it was instant heart connection with this woman. She was like, Okay, you are not leaving here until you are well. Like I'm going to. I have goosebumps all oh. down my arms. I mean, thank God for people like that. Right. I know. I. I mean, I honestly don't know what would have happened if she hadn't given me this life saving opportunity. So she takes me in. She starts explaining homeopathy, which I had no grounds of understanding. And she describes it as, okay, we're going to look for the root cause of your issues. And that already just made sense to me. Like, of course, like, let's get to the bottom of the problem. Let's not cover up symptoms. Let's not just address what's at the surface level. Let's figure out why these symptoms are happening in the first place and get to that point. So already she had me. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm in for that. (laughs) Let's do that. And then she started asking me about what we call in homeopathy, um, a never well sense. So uh, she's had me start thinking back to when these problems started, what changed in my life, what was different and getting down into the very nitty gritty. And she spent so much longer with me than any specialist, any doctor had up until that point. People I had been seeing for months, like in this one meeting, she spent more time with me than all these people had in months. So I ended up like spilling out everything to her from birth until that point, anything that could have been a contributing factor. And um, she figures out a remedy for me to take. And within one week of treatment with her, I don't need the wheelchair anymore. After a month of working with her. Are you taking like an oral medication? Are you taking herbs? Like what do you, what was her protocol? I mean, you don't have to give us like exactly line by line, but like, how did you? It's such a good question because a lot of people get homeopathy lumped in with naturopathy uh, or Chinese herbs or a lot of these other alternative medicines. And homeopathy is really its standalone system of medicine. Um, so homeopathy, is, the medication that you use are, is just homeopathic remedies. And okay. a lot of people familiar with them from seeing them at a natural food 
store. There's a homeopathic remedy section. It has all these little vials of remedies. Oh, yes. It's like the blue little vials that are like. Exactly. Those are the boy Ron ones. Yeah. Those are all over Whole Foods. So um, that's all that you take. But with homeopathy, what's really particular about it is that the medicine is very specific to your current condition and to the individual. And Mm. it's looking at things very holistically. So it's taking everything into account from your physical well-being, spiritual, mental, emotional, all of those things are wrapped up into the diagnosis, not even diagnosis, but the treatment. So what's really interesting about homeopathy that's so different from the approach that I've seen with conventional medicine is that there is no real diagnosis for it. So we're not aiming to tag you with a particular disease or ailment. So what that opens up for people is that if you are like how I was when I was so sick and you don't fit in a perfect box, you are still treatable. What uh, other thing that that really opens up is that because it's so specific to your current condition and how you are experiencing those symptoms or that disease, it makes it so much more effective. It's not like a one size fits all. Like if you fall into these parameters, you take this and it may or may not work for you. It may or may not cause side effects. Instead, it's so specific to exactly what you're experiencing that there are no side effects. You're treating it holistically and you're getting to the root cause of the problem. It's so different. Okay. So that's what made it so, so that's what made it so effective so quickly for me, like within that first week out of the wheelchair, that was, I I was like, if we just stopped there with her, I would have been impressed. But after the first month, my, um, my life-threatening symptoms were completely gone. And I continued to work with her through over the next year. And by the end of the year, I was healthier than I had been in my whole life. Oh my gosh. And needless to say, very intrigued with homeopathy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So the, what comes of you sort of like out of this sort of healing journey into what was the next phase of your life? So then she really encouraged me. She had been mentoring me for that whole year and she started to see my interest level in it. And it really encouraged me to get a more formal education in it. So that's when I started studying for my doctorate in homeopathy. And when I started that whole journey, I was really just intending on being able to treat myself and my family because Mm -hmm. when I was so sick with no answers, I, it was a really scary feeling and I never wanted to feel that unempowered again. I wanted to always know that no matter what I could take care of myself and the people that I love in a really effective and safe way. So that's how I started the whole, um, studying for my doctorate in, in this type of medicine. And as I was going through and using my family as kind of guinea, guinea pigs, yeah. I was just so astounded that it wasn't just me that heal from it. It wasn't just these miracle cases that um, everyone was saying my mentor was having. It truly was just a different way of looking at the body and a different approach to healing that made it so effective, that made it seem like a miracle. So after studying it and trying it out on my family, I uh, started realizing how many people were really in dire need of it. And I opened my own practice, which 
quickly filled up all of my time. I dropped the other career aspirations and dedicated myself solely and fully to helping everyone that had heard of me. I, I never had a website. I never advertised. It was all word of mouth. And oh my gosh, that's incredible. And it speaks volumes to people who are out there who are looking for an alternative way, I guess you should say, to get or to get healthy or to, to come out of something, because I think that it is so frustrating going to the doctor or the current medical system. And they are giving you a prescription as a band-aid and they're not looking at the root cause and looking, how can we heal this? Not just how can we treat the symptoms of this forever? Exactly. So, um, yeah, it, it, that's what I quickly found. Like there are those people looking for that. And very quickly, my practice ballooned out to the point where I had an 18 month wait list. I could not get to all the people that really needed help. And everyone's like, oh, that's such a good problem to have. I'm like, no, yeah. not when it comes to people's health. It it felt terrible. It felt like yeah. there are people asking for my guidance and needing it. And you know, I had everyone from friends that were mostly healthy that were just looking for tune-ups or stay using homeopathy prophylactically or trying to get it ahead of things before something became an issue. Um, and then on the flip side, I had people that were at the end of their rope, had nowhere else to turn, just like how I was, and were very, very ill and did not have a year and a half to wait to get well. Mm -hmm. And it was those type of people that I like, I couldn't have worked any more hours. Like I, I was doing everything I could to take on as many people as I could. And I, I just couldn't get to everyone fast enough. So in, for a long time, I was just working harder and longer. And mm -hmm. at a certain point I was like, okay, before I break, I need to think of how to do this smarter and how to scale this and how and how to make this information not available to just my privileged clients, but to the rest of the world as well. So I started brainstorming different ways to do that. And um, yeah, I came up with a, a lot of different things of how to try and get it out there. But really what it came down to is trying to find a common denominator, trying to find a common obstacle to cure, as we call it in homeopathy. So for me, in my healing journey, there was this never well sense incident that we looked at as like, how do we cure from that moment? But then along the way, as we're using these very effective remedies and this very effective treatment protocol, um, there would be what you call obstacles to cure. And there would be these like blockers that wouldn't either allow the remedy to work fully or allow it to work for a moment, but then the symptom would come back. Mm -hmm. And in my practice, I started to really hone in on those, like these obstacles to cure, like, does everyone have them? Are they as prominent as they seem from my practice? So I really started to track these in my practice. And I had this extra layer um, of kind of of security in my practice that I uh, of bioenergetic testing. So I would use this type of testing to really see how 
people were affected by the remedies that they were taking, um, by the foods they were eating, by the products that they were using. And so I started keeping this huge database of all my clients of all this information. And I started scouring through it. Like, is there a common denominator here? Is there something like homeopathy is so individualized and so specific, but is there something, some underlying current that I can pick out that could help the world at large and not just like this one person? And as I started scouring through that data, I started seeing that it was the products that people were putting in on mm. and around their bodies that were mm. really disruptive to their health, even causing some of these illnesses and symptoms. So, so I started thinking, okay, well, this goes beyond homeopathy. Like what happened if they weren't exposed to these things in the first place, then what would have happened? Well, they never would have been sick. So yeah, yeah. That takes out the need for a homeopath. Like, let's take it to the point where the person doesn't get sick in the first place. That's the point that I want to get to. Yes. And so I love that you were smart to think, okay, let's, how can I do this on a massive front and going through all of that data and seeing that it was the product. So then is that what led you to opening your shop or was there something in between? So it was that. And then one day in particular where I had a slate of like, I, I had clients all over the world. So I was up at all different on all different time zones. And so from like six in the morning until midnight that night, I was working on all of my clients and 80% of the clients I was working on the remedy, the solution for their problem came up to counter the ingredient fragrance. Oh my God. (laughs) And I was so frustrated at that point. I'm like, I've just spent a whole day of my life, just one thing after another. Like this doesn't even take brain power at this point. It's like, like get rid of the fragrance. Let's detox you from the fragrance. I was like, why, why are people even exposed to this in the first place? Like this is ridiculous. Yes. It's so wild. And I'll share this story. I've, I've shared it before, but when we moved from California to Ohio, we sent Jack, our oldest, to preschool and he gets in the car from his first day and he literally smells like a floral bomb just went off. And I'm like, what is that smell? And I'm like, what the heck? So, and this is during COVID. And so because they're making the kids wash their hands all the time. And it was his hands. It was the soap that they were using in his classroom. I mean, it was so pungent. It would stain his winter coat. Like the smell was horrific. And I know that (laughs) my husband dies at me because I call the director of the school and I'm just like, hey, like, I know you're using soap with artificial fragrance in there. And like, I just don't want my son to use that. I'm happy to buy unscented hand soap for the entire school. And just have it at all the stations. And she was like, oh, like, thank you so much. But like, you can send some in for just Jack. And I'm like, well, he's in preschool. So he's not going to be embarrassed if he's using separate soap. You know, it's not like he's in high school or something. But so I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. I ordered, you know, soap online and I had it sent in. And because I'm like, this is crazy. He's a thumb sucker for one too. So that is just going directly into his mouth. And as you know, I mean, I'm sure a few of us out there who are listening know, like 
that's getting absorbed into your body. So, okay, here, I'll pass it back to you, but that's my little story with fragrance because it is wild. It is so wild. We don't need it in everything. Once you're aware of it too, you just like, you can't unsmell it. <laughs> like it's so Yes. And like, cold. even going back to California to visit my mom and despite my life and how I live and all the things I share, she's still using Tide to wash her clothes. And it was, if stuff gets washed there and it came back in my suitcase and my husband was like, whoa, like the smell of your clothes. I go, I know. Isn't that wild? Like when you remove it and then it's brought back in, it's hard to, to smell like it's overwhelming. So, so many of my clients would find that too. It's what really happens is when you're exposed to that much fragrance, it deadens your sense of smell. So that's why you see people that are using one Glade plug-in and can smell it when you first plug it in. And then all of a sudden they need two to be able to smell it anymore. Pretty soon their whole room is filled with like five Glade plugins and they still can barely smell it. It's just, you keep losing your sense of smell, the more you're exposed to it. So a lot of our customers now, and my clients always used to say that it's like they've regained their sense of smell once they switch to products that don't have synthetic fragrance in them. It's really incredible what that one ingredient can do to your body. Yeah. It's so, so when you discover this is that the moment where you're like okay I need to like have some sort of shop where people can shop and get all of their household products beauty skincare like shampoo all the things at first I just got really mad at some of the manufacturers that were putting for sure people sick so I was in in my office I was like I'm just gonna call them and write to them I was like wait a second they're not gonna listen these multi companies aren't gonna listen because I told them something's bad in their product and they're making my clients sick so I started thinking of different ways that I could make more of an impact and the concept that won out was back to basics and providing everyone with a safe place to shop and not doing it just based on the ingredients because a lot of times you're looking at these ingredient labels and they don't give all the information that you need to make an informed decision. I wanted to be a real resource where we were digging in, talking to the founders, talking to the manufacturers, and then on top of it, adding this extra level of security where I was bioenergetically testing every single product in our store. So even if we were told, oh yeah, it's safe and oh yeah, we source it here and everything looked good on paper, I could still see through bioenergetic testing how it was going to affect somebody if it was going to be detrimental to their health or positive or neutral. So that's how we base all of the curation of our store. We look at the ingredients with a fine tooth comb. We talk to the brand founders, and then we're also doing that bioenergetic testing level, which is really unique to our store. Yes. And I can vouch for that because when I (laughs) sent my oils in, she's like, I have to test them first to see if they're okay, (laughs) you know, and if you're using organic oils and stuff. So I can vouch for that. That is a hundred percent true, which I think does set you apart. And I think that that is something that you can tell that you take that extra care. Like it really means something to you. And obviously having gone through illness, curing it and coming out of that. But what do you think are the most common products that people are using that are toxic that they have no idea? Oh gosh. Well, air freshener. I know I'm sure there's like a thousand, but 
there think? are, but I definitely have my top air fresheners for sure. Just because um, I, I think a lot of people are starting to move away from it and become educated on it. But um, if it is sprayed, it's just so prevalent. It gets into everything. Even if you're an ex air freshener user, it is yeah. just so saturated into all the soft materials in your home. It's difficult to get rid of. Uh, a lot of other of uh, a lot of other products that are intended to fragrance something like a candle, a perfume, all of these things that like have a a high concentration of synthetic fragrance in them. Uh, those are definitely top of my list. Uh, laundry detergents, another big one, because exactly like you were saying in your story, once it's washed in it, it's so hard to get out. It really, mm -hmm. they design it that way. The manufacturers design it so that you're still smelling that fragrance in there. They use petrochemicals that are oil-based that will coat the fabric, stick to it, and it's not going to wash away with just water. You need to scrub it out of it. Mm -hmm. So uh, the, those are some really big ones that I always look out for. And once you start keeping an eye out for synthetic fragrance, you start seeing it in everything. It's in your body lotion. It's in your shampoo. It's not just the obvious ones of air fresheners and perfume. Yeah, no, fragrance is literally in everything. And I am that person in Target, like flipping things around. I mean, now uh, I'm like seasoned in the like low toxin lifestyle. So I know my brands, I either order them or whatever else. But if I'm like, okay, I'm going to try something new or I need to pick something up or my husband, oh my God, you'd think <laughs> after being together for 10 years that he would know better, but he came home. He's going to die because he edits my podcast, but he came home with axe hair gel and I was like what are you thinking that is an absolute no like you have Not to take that in the garbage so. yes exactly like, you have to take that back but you know all of the things that we use have fragrance in them so I have a question for you because you said synthetic fragrance so when you turn when you see something in the store I you know everyone who listens to this podcast is probably a mom. There's an outlier out there. Um, but as moms, we're at Target a lot, like we're shopping, like we're trying to be on a budget. And if a product says no synthetic fragrance, but on the ingredient list, it has the one word fragrance. Is that still a loophole for the FDA to get stuff in there? You do, or do you just always want to choose something that's unscented? Um, not necessarily unscented, but if you if you really want that fragrance to it, if I opt for botanically sourced fragrance. So okay. that means looking for like you were doing in your roll-ons to use organic essential oils as the mm -hmm. fragrance. We actually at Back to Basics, we make an organic candle, um, all okay. organic ingredients, and we're using organic essential oils to get that scent. So okay. Um, that's, that's definitely one thing to look for and make sure that it's USDA certified organic, not just the name organic on mm -hmm. it. Another tricky little thing that a lot of brands will do calling something organic and it's not really regulated if it's not certified. So it makes, it's a form of greenwashing. Um, so looking at things that are botanically fragranced, like, um, if it has organic uh, other type of oils too, that aren't just essential oils, those are safe as well. Okay. And then besides fragrance, is there like some other ingredients that you can think of that 
we should be avoiding in our products? Uh, yes, definitely. There's a lot of them. You can actually access a whole list of them with our banned ingredients on our website. Um, it's very extensive and it, it gets a little tricky uh, just because, like I said, even if it's not on the ingredients list, there's a lot of ways that uh, manufacturers can sneak things in. But uh, top line ones to look out for are a lot of the preservatives that companies are using, um, even if they look clean otherwise, the preservatives that they sneak in there are biocides. So it's intended to kill bacteria that's in the product so that it has a longer shelf life. But a biocide also can kill your good cells in your body. So that's mm. obviously something you wouldn't want your skin to be exposed to or any part of your body, really. Okay. And what are your top five clean favorite brands that you guys have or that you use or that you love that are accessible for moms? Yeah. So I'm going in line with, with, uh, what some of my top swaps of like things to avoid, uh, laundry detergent. We have some great brands that I've really grown to trust and love and the for laundry detergent it's common good and planet lux i love okay. those guys we've been working with them for a long time and we carry them on our site and they work as well as the conventional stuff um they have fragranced and unscented option in common good and then um planet lux is using all australian botanical scents which is just lovely <laughs> okay <laughs> Um, so th they are definitely winners. Um, we, uh, so one product category that I actually had a really hard time finding a good alternative for was an all purpose spray or multi-purpose cleaner. Mm -hmm. Um, we had looked for a really long time to find something that was clean and effective. And I was really finding one or the other. I would find these ones that were made with beautiful, organic, clean ingredients, but didn't actually do much. Or yeah. I would find the flip side that it was so toxic, it'll kill everything, but you don't want it yeah. in your house. So um, that's when I really dug in. And this is was actually our first opportunity to create our own product, just because I found this whole of like all of my clients and our customers are asking us for this type of cleaner and I can't safely recommend something to them. So what are we going to do? So we ended up making cleaner than clean, which I know you were an early adopter of and your yes. story about the pea stains in the bed is still my favorite. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I, when you guys first came out with this, I used it and I think we were potty training Jack. So that would have been five years ago. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? That timeline? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So five years ago and people would buy it. I would share it in my stories. And honestly, even if you had like some kind of odor too, like you could spray it on there, it would take it out. So, um, what yeah. is that? Explain so, to us what this miracle right. product is, because yeah. it is really fabulous. And I'm waiting for my new bottle in the mail, which I'm so excited for. On its way, yeah. So Cleaner Than Clean is a hypochlorous acid solution. And hypochlorous acid, it sounds like some crazy technical scientific term, but it's actually a very um, natural mother nature-based type of ingredient. It is something that's in our own bodies, which I always find so fascinating. And it's something that our 
immune system uses. It, it, it uses it as a response to invading pathogens. So that means like we start getting a cold or a flu or we get a cut and it starts getting infected with bacteria. Our white blood cells start making hypochlorous acid. So it mm. goes like this little army to take apart these pathogens and to protect our bodies. So that's how it operates in in our systems. It's it's so effective at getting rid of these pathogens, but obviously so safe too. All of us have it inside of us. That's why no one has a bad reaction to it. So we tapped into this biotechnology and bottled that. So that is what Cleaner Than Clean is. There are only two ingredients in it, water and hypochlorous acid. It could not be safer, um, but it is also hyper, hyper effective. Uh, you can use it as an all-purpose spray. You can use it as a deodorizer, both of which you've tried out to great yes. success. Um, but it's what's so interesting about it is that it, it it can be used in so many different applications. You'll see hypochlorous acid used by estheticians for skincare. So mm -hmm. to, to treat skin conditions, you'll see veterinarians use it for wound care. It's amazing at healing different wounds and skin issues. Um, and then you'll also see optometrists use it for eye conditions straight into the eye, hypochlorous acid. So you can just safely spray it around the house, like on the high chair, on kids' toys, like anything like that. Absolutely. I spray my daughter's pacifier 10 times a day. Like it okay. <laughs> wouldn't trust anything else to do that. You could sanitize your toothbrush with it. You could, um, you can clean countertops. You can do everything with it. It's, it's funny because it's actually hard to explain because it does too much. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're like, literally you could just use it for everything, exactly. which is but so fabulous. Yes. And moms love it. Myself included. I, I don't know how I would have gotten through newborn toddler stage without it, just because you don't even have to think you just grab it and know that it's good for whatever the task is ahead of you, whatever the mess is, that's going to do the job. So it really takes that guesswork out of it. And, um, yeah, a single bottle you can, I have them within an arm's reach everywhere in the house. All of my mom friends are the same way. It's just like any accident, just grab that. You need it close by wherever you are. Yeah. And I imagine that that probably saves you money too, because you're not having to buy four different products to do different things. You can use this one product to do all of the things. Exactly. Yes. And a little goes a long way with it because it is very effective. What's interesting about it too, is it really fits perfectly with homeopathy and holistic healing. It, I always say this one product encompasses our entire mission because it really treats things holistically and it treats things from the root cause. So instead of covering up a smell, you're getting rid of it from the source. That's mm. what so effective. And that's what you found like with the pee incident on the mattress. Yes. Like, it's not just covering it up with a floral smell. It's not just masking something. It's getting rid of it from the source so that it's not there anymore. Yes. And just to clarify, I didn't pee on a mattress. This is like our inside pee on the mattress story so when I was potty training Jack um he peed the bed and I was like oh my god like it's sunk down in there so I used this product and it was incredible so that is that um <laughs> but for 
I know that there's so many different categories and I know that back to basics, you have your online shop, which is back to basics.shop. You have skincare and makeup and home care and toothbrush or toothpaste, you know, for kids and adults. And there's so many different products. If a mom is listening and she's new on her like low toxin journey and she's just starting to cycle in cleaner products, where would you have her start? Like what room in the house or what products? I would honestly start with cleaner than clean just because as a mom, it doesn't get easier than that. And like, I, I know as a mom myself, like just the more mental load to come in, like we can't handle anymore. Like yes. it's easy. So cleaner than clean is totally that product. Like it'll replace so many other things. It, you can throw things away, get rid of, phase things out, swap things out and just have that one replacement, which makes it so easy. And we've made this entire user guide that will take you through room by room in the house how to use it so oh my gosh that is so helpful it really is from the laundry room to the living room to pet stuff to baby stuff like there's so many different applications that it that alone will wipe out so many of your toxic products you wouldn't even believe it uh the other thing is laundry detergent that is with you all day long. You are wearing it on your body. Even if you go out on a hike in nature, you're breathing in fresh air. It's still seeping into you. You're still breathing it in through your lungs. You're sleeping on it at night in your bed, on your bed sheets. It's so pervasive and just around all the time. So that's a big one too. If you made those two swaps, your toxic load would drop so significantly that you'd actually see real results in your health. I'm so glad that you said that about the laundry room because I did a podcast a few episodes back about low toxin swaps for your house. And I said, if you do nothing, start in your laundry room. So I'm so glad that you agree. (laughs) Validate me from a real professional. I told you. You have to start in the laundry room. You think about you wash your kids' clothes and that they're sleeping on their sheets and their pillows and you're breathing that in and it's on your skin. And I think about like nursing. Oh, yes, exactly. That you too. Know, like how many mamas will switch their kids, their new infant. They're like, oh, they can't be exposed to these things. So they'll switch to a safe laundry detergent just for the baby. But then the rest of the house is using the toxic stuff. I'm like, that I makes no sense. Like, I know that does nothing at all. All all that's happening is that then your baby's clothes are still getting contaminated by the other toxic laundry detergent that you had just used. So really not doing a whole lot of good. You really have to do like a full laundry detox. And then another mistake I often see made is people will do the clean laundry detergent and then throw a dryer sheet in. I know. I get your dryer balls. Yes. (laughs) We use the wool dryer balls and I'll do like two drops of an essential oil blend and um, throw it in the dryer. That's exactly perfect. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I know that as moms, it can feel overwhelming and there's so many, this is non-toxic, that this says it is, this says it isn't. Is there some sort of path that you would give the moms who are listening say they're on your store, they're on your shop. Is there some easy swaps for them? Like 
what is your favorite skincare that's not toxic uh, yeah so we carry a couple of lines um one that's a more of like a luxury skincare brand but someone that I just trust so much is Josh Rosebrook he makes such a beautiful skincare line I've never seen someone that is so dedicated to their ingredients and hasn't sold out after all the years like he really he's a craftsman like his products are beautiful so I always really stand behind those and we carry them on our site too um Anne Marie is a really accessible line um the it's just so good for so many different skin types. Um, our our best selling skincare product on our whole site and has it has been for years is Indie Lee's Squalane Oil. Uh, I love that brand. It's so good, yeah. It, it, they do it so well, and it really helps with discoloration or like I got all those pregnancy hormone spots, and it mm-hmm. helps reverse those. Um, it's one drop can cover half your face like a little goes a long way with it so it's at a great price point um and it's so easy you can use it morning or night it's good for all skin types it won't clog pores i I love that i love that um squalene oil we actually made a top swaps guide that you can download from our website too so it's really for people that are trying to get in either you've started the journey and you're not sure if you've crossed off all of the the major top swaps or it's somebody that's just getting started and feeling overwhelmed you can go to that and just one by one knock them off and it will hopefully make your life so much easier. Oh my gosh, that is so helpful. Okay, so I'm going to link that in the show notes. I'm going to link the top swaps guide. I'm going to link the cleaner than clean. Obviously, everything can be found on your website. I will link that in the show notes of this episode too. And just thank you so much for coming on. That was like seriously so enlightening. I feel like we are all feeling like so empowered now. And to know that so many root cause things can be led back to the ingredients in our products that we are using and that we're exposed to. And I think as moms, we are the gatekeepers of our family's health, like whether that's through food or through the products that we are buying and bringing into the home. So it's empowering to know that there's people like you out there and like your beautiful curated shop that is there to support and help people make healthier choices for themselves and their families. That's what we're really out there to do. And you hit it on the head perfectly because really empowerment is really at the core of all of this. Coming from a place of feeling so unempowered in my health journey and just really trying to find a way to give that back to people so that they can make the changes they need to to take health into their own hands. So that's our exact goal. If we can help even one more person do that, like we'll we'll have completed our mission. So... Thank you for letting us spread the message and share. And it was, as always, so wonderful talking to you. 